Welcome to the Common Nest Podcast, the show for supporting you in creating a happier and healthier home with a holistic approach. I'm Christy from the Common Nest, and I am so grateful to share this time with you. Together on this podcast, we'll explore the connection between our homes and our inner selves, understanding that home starts within. When we dedicate ourselves to doing inner work, we lay a foundation for success, fulfillment, and joy in our homes and in our lives. And what I have discovered from over 20 years of homemaking, researching methods, and helping others is that the key to creating happier and healthier homes can be found in a holistic approach. The whole is indeed greater than the sum of its parts, and true magic happens when all the parts are working together. So join me as we dive into the mindset, motivation, and methods for creating home holistically from the inside out. Let's discover the incredible potential within our homes and ultimately within ourselves. Your path to a happier and healthier home starts right here. Welcome home. Hey, 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 today is January 22nd, 2024, and I wanted to let you know that the doors are open for the Holistic Home Program. If you are listening today or anytime this week, you are welcome to sign up and join us in the program. The doors will be closing on January 29th, and the program will be starting the following week, the first week of February. And in this program, we are going to walk through the five foundations of home to help us transform our homes and our lives. And I'm also going to be offering the opportunity to dip our toes in a little and join for just the first foundation of home, which is mindset and motivation. So if you are looking to create more success, more fulfillment, more joy in your home, and you need a little help making it happen, I invite you to consider joining us in the Holistic Home Program. You can find the links in the show notes to get all the details and sign up. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Common Nest. We'll be sharing more about the program and how to sign up. And hey, I would love to walk this journey with you. Together, Let's make 2024 the year that we create happier and healthier homes with a holistic approach. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Common Nest Podcast. How are you? I hope you are well. I am Christy, and I am so happy to be here with you. This month on the podcast, we are walking through eight lessons of mindset and motivation. And mindset and motivation is the first foundation in the holistic home framework that I created and that I teach in the holistic home program. And here at The Common Nest, I am all about helping you create a happier and healthier home with a holistic approach so that we can experience more success, more fulfillment, and more joy in our homes and in our lives. And last week, we talked about mindset, which was the first uh, lesson or principle in the Mindset and Motivation Foundation. And if you've not listened to that and you want to catch up, you can always go back and have a listen. It's episode number three, Mindset Matters, Building a Happier and Healthier Home. 
And today we're going to talk about the second lesson or principle, which is self-love and self-compassion. And we're going to look at what these really are, why they're important, and how they contribute to our mindset and motivation in home creation. So before we dive in, let's take a moment together and we can start by taking a few deep breaths. Breathing in all that we need and breathing out anything that we no longer need. Getting ourselves grounded and centered into the present moment. And please know that whatever you hear today will be exactly what you need. And let's take one more deep breath with love and gratitude. And we'll get started. So self-love and self-compassion. Self-love and self-compassion are foundational in home creation. They pave the way for understanding, acceptance, and kindness towards ourselves, and they play a really important role in discovering what we truly desire within our homes. And self-love involves acknowledging our inherent worthiness and value and embracing a supportive relationship with ourselves. So self-love is essential. The relationship that we have with ourselves really is the most important relationship that we have, and it forms the foundation for all other relationships. So loving ourselves does not make us selfish, and it is not simply indulging ourselves. When we love ourselves, it makes us more able to love others. And self-love uh, within the realm of home creation is the practice of loving ourselves with kindness acceptance, and respect in the context of home. So it involves um, recognizing and honoring our intrinsic value, especially when we are fulfilling roles that can often feel very undervalued in society and the world around us. And self-love allows us to prioritize our well-being and our happiness within our homes. Self-compassion, on the other hand, extends kindness to our inner thoughts and feelings. So it's not just about treating ourselves kindly, it's about regarding ourselves kindly, which means that we think about ourselves with kindness, with genuine warmth and understanding, and we have compassion for ourselves. Um, we can empathize with our own struggles, with our failures, with our challenges in home creation. And this really allows us to let go of the perfectionism and have more patience and gentleness with ourselves and with others as we go about managing and caring for and creating in our homes. And if we really get down to it, relationships are based on thoughts and how we think. The thoughts that um, we have shape a relationship, including the relationship that we have with ourselves. So when we have positive and purposeful thoughts, we can have positive and purposeful relationships. And if we have a lot of negative thoughts or a lot of negative self-talk, then it is really going to affect the relationship that we have with ourselves in a negative way. 
And as many of us probably know, poor relationships or unhealthy relationships lead to stress. And when we're stuck in stress, it can lead to problems with our health and happiness in our homes and in our lives. So self-love and self-compassion play an important role in developing our mindset and motivation for home creation because they basically serve as flashlights or guides for us in discovering what we truly desire and need within our homes. When we nurture a positive relationship with ourselves, we create a safe space for reflection and that allows us to really tap into who we are and what we really want and what we might need for our success and fulfillment and joy within our homes. And the practice of self-love and self-compassion allows us to filter out the external expectations or societal norms, and they can give a voice and power to our own desires and needs, which can really then fuel our motivation for how we create in our homes. And so the relationship that we have with ourselves really serves as a launch pad for our homes, because when we understand our own needs and our preferences and our boundaries, we understand ourselves, and this helps us to understand what we really want to create in our homes and how we want to maintain our homes. And when we create a loving relationship with ourselves, it creates the foundation for us to build homes. So you might be thinking, I get it. I get that self-love and self-compassion is important and that it can play a role in home creation. But you also might be wondering, how do we actually create self-love and compassion? Well, cultivating self-love and compassion can begin with three things. Acknowledging our worthiness, forgiving ourselves for past mistakes, and nurturing positive thoughts and self-talk. So first, acknowledging our worthiness. Self-worth lays a foundation for self-love and self-compassion, and it is about recognizing our inherent value and acknowledging that we deserve a home that aligns with who we really are and that supports our well-being. Second, forgiving ourselves for past mistakes. Forgiveness is a big part of the process of self-love because it allows us to accept and release past mistakes or perceived shortcomings, and it helps us to move forward with a sense of freedom and openness to learn and to grow and to create in our homes and in our lives. And finally, nurturing positive thoughts and self-talk. So similar to mindset, which we talked about last week, developing self-love and self-compassion starts with our thoughts because what we think really matters. And if we have a particular thought or we've been telling ourselves a certain story for a really long time, we might believe those thoughts or those stories to be true. But the reality is, is that they are simply a collection of thoughts and we can decide if we want to keep those thoughts or if we wish to let them go. And the best way to change our thoughts is to bring awareness to them, to recognize the thoughts that we are thinking about ourselves and the stories that we are telling ourselves. And life can be really full. And often we can find ourselves racing from one thing to the next without much awareness of what's going on internally. And many of us might not be giving our thoughts much attention until they become a problem. And when we engage in regular practices and self-care activities, such as journaling or meditation, it can really help us to gain some awareness for our thoughts before they become a bigger problem. And it can help us start to develop more self-love and self-compassion. 
So writing down our thoughts is a really helpful way to shift those thoughts and to change the stories that we're telling ourselves. Because when we bring those thoughts to light, we can begin to see how they might not be true. And mindfulness practices like meditation are also a great way to develop self-love because it allows us to observe our thoughts and feelings without judgment, and that can create a deeper connection with ourselves. Another way that we can start to develop more self-love and self-compassion is actually to look at how we might not be loving ourselves or might not be compassionate towards ourselves. And we can really see this when we look at how we might be trying to improve ourselves or change or to fix ourselves. And so when we find ourselves wanting to make improvements or fixes, we can start by asking ourselves if we are approaching those from a place of love and compassion or from a place of judgment and criticism and shame. And a great example of this is the New Year's resolutions. And I'm recording this in January with all the new year, new you energy. And you might have even set some uh, resolutions for yourself this year. And if you have set some resolutions, it can be really valuable to evaluate why you desire change. So are your resolutions based on a true desire for personal growth and development, or are they coming from a place of lack and shame, which is really a desire to change or to be different so that we will finally feel worthy, so that we will finally feel like we are enough, so that we will feel loved, so that we will be considered or recognized or successful, etc. So a clear understanding of why we want to make a change can really show us what we actually think about ourselves. And often our love can be conditional, especially with ourselves. So I know I fall into this a bit um, maybe a bit more in the past, but I definitely still creeps up from time to time. And I definitely have been conditional with my love that I've had for myself. And you might like to also consider if you, the love you have for yourself is conditional. And what I mean by this is, do you only feel love for yourself when you're meeting certain conditions? And those conditions might be things like how we function in the day to day or um, the tasks that we do or complete. So we have more love for ourselves when we are completing certain tasks or staying on top of our to-do lists or um, our love might be conditional on what we look like, which could include body shape and weight and signs of aging. And so is it easier to love our, yourself when you look a certain way? Or they uh, conditions might be around what we're eating or how we're moving our body or the state of our mental health. Or it could even be on the stage of life we might be in. And if we're meeting certain timelines for ourselves around education or marriage or career, children, home ownership, etc. So our relationship status can play into conditions and our employment status. All of these things are based on external expectations that we place on ourselves. And often our self-love can be based on what we do and what we accomplish. And then our love is really measured by our success and the things that we think we need to do in order to be good enough, in order to be loved, in order to feel worthy. Another really good example of this is how I felt my house should look in the past. For a very long time, I put um, so much pressure on myself to have my home look a certain way. 
And it's really not surprising. I came from a long line of women who were incredibly house proud and had um, incredible care and concern for their homes. I received a lot of messaging that appearances were important. I also grew up in a real estate family that flipped houses. So half the time our home was listed for sale and they needed to look like show homes. So that added to my feelings that homes needed to look perfect to be liked and purchased by others. And if you throw in uh, my people pleasing and some ADHD tendencies and some trauma responses, the results were that I had so many thoughts that shaped my home creation, and that tangled up my value and my worth in meeting certain conditions in my home. And when my kids were young, I had three children within four years and two dogs as well. I simply could not keep up um, the house in the way that I thought that I should or in the way that I really wanted. And I, I could not meet the conditions. This added so much stress and overwhelm, thinking that things needed to be perfectly picked up and cleaned all the time. So I thought if I just did more, then I would finally feel better. I would uh, get it all done and I would be enough. And it it didn't work that way. (laughs) Not only was it harming my relationship with myself, but my relationship with my people too, because I would feel angry and resentful when my people created messes and added to my to-do list. And I realized two things in the struggle. The first was that I was going to need to develop a different relationship with myself and the conditional love I had based on my accomplishments that needed to change. The other thing was that I had to accept that home creation is cyclical. It will never be complete. It will never be perfect. It will never be done. And I needed to learn to love myself within the cycle, separate from my accomplishments. So when we develop self-love, when we love all of who we are, and we are not controlled by meeting certain conditions for love or by the opinions of others or people pleasing, we can let go of all that external validation. And it is absolutely game-changing in our home creation, not to mention our lives. This is when we really start to understand what we actually want to create in our homes and how to create the homes we truly desire. So nurturing a positive relationship with ourselves really influences the homes that we inevitably create. Because when we prioritize and cultivate a positive inner relationship with ourselves, we begin to understand our needs and our desires and what truly brings us joy. And this allows us to make more intentional decisions in our home that align with our values and our needs and our true desires. So self-love is a powerful starting point for visualizing the homes we wish to create. When we genuinely love and value ourselves, we can develop a clearer understanding of our preferences and our needs and our goals. And that self-awareness helps us to visualize a home that we really want to create. And that vision acts as a guide for our home creation. 
So self-love empowers us to set intentions, to make intentional choices, and to take action to create what we really want in our home that reflects our values, that brings comfort and joy. And self-compassion significantly influences our homemaking decisions and our overall home environment because it allows us to approach decision-making with a sense of kindness and understanding towards ourselves. And by practicing compassionate self-talk. We make the choice to prioritize our well-being and happiness within our homes. And this positive influence on decision-making results in homes that feel nurturing and supportive and that align with our authentic selves. So acknowledging our inherent worthiness is fundamental in home creation and involves recognizing that we are deserving of love, of respect, of support in our homes. Not only do we have intrinsic value, but the work that we do also has value. And it creates a ripple effect, influencing our relationships with others in our homes. Because when we cultivate self-love and compassion, our homes become spaces of harmony and understanding and support. And the love that we have for ourselves allows us to extend that same love and compassion to others. And when we nurture these uh, qualities within, they naturally spill over into relationships with others. And when we acknowledge our own struggles, we become more attentive to the experiences and emotions of those around us. And this heightened awareness allows us to respond to others with greater understanding and patience and empathy. This makes us better parents and better partners. And we can become better equipped to offer support, to lend a listening ear, to provide comfort with compassion and care. And it really sets the tone for a happier and healthier home by influencing the relationship dynamics and interactions. And when each person in the home practices self-compassion, it creates an environment of acceptance and understanding. And this helps with communication. It helps with cooperation, with emotional support in our homes. And it also can create a safe space where mistakes are seen as opportunities for growth, which helps us to develop resiliency and ultimately contributes to our overall well-being within our homes. Another benefit of self-compassion in home creation is that it allows us to challenge and overcome limiting beliefs. Because when we are more compassionate with ourselves, when we really examine and release beliefs that might be limiting us, we are more able to let go of things like self-doubt and criticism and even perfectionism, and all of which can be holding us back in making decisions and in creating the homes that we truly desire. And when we practice self-compassion, we become more resilient when we're facing setbacks or mistakes, and we develop a mindset that focuses on growing and learning rather than being held back by our limiting beliefs. So within the discussion of self-love and self-compassion, it's really important to distinguish between self-love and self-care. And while self-care involves treating ourselves kindly through actions. Self-compassion is about our inner thoughts and perceptions. Understanding this difference is really important if we want to create meaningful results in our homes. And so self-care is a bit more um, intentional actions and practices that prioritize our physical and our mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. Um, And they include activities like um, taking breaks, exercising, 
maintaining a healthy diet, getting enough sleep, engaging in hobbies, soul care practices, or even seeking professional help when needed. So they are all things to treat ourselves well. Self-love, on the other hand, is deeper. It's more um, a more foundational aspect that involves our relationship with ourselves. And it's about cultivating a positive, compassionate, and accepting relationship with who we are at our core, acknowledging our worthiness, embracing our strengths and imperfections, and nurturing a supportive home within ourselves. And understanding this distinction between self-love and self-care is crucial for meaningful and holistic results in home creation. So self-care focuses on actions and practices that promote well-being. Self-love sets the tone for how we approach those actions. And without self-love, self-care practices may lack the significance and the meaning which is so important for its benefits. So incorporating both self-love and self-care into our home creation allows us to create homes that really prioritize our whole humanity, our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, social well-being. And by understanding this difference, we can approach home creation decisions and practice with more purpose, authenticity, and fulfillment. So as we come to an end today, our relationships with ourselves significantly shape the way that we perceive and create our homes. Embracing self-love and self-compassion allows us to build successful, fulfilling, and joyful homes that reflect who we are and what we truly desire. Um, and next time, we're going to move forward with these eight lessons or principles of mindset and motivation, and I'm going to be talking about values, core values. Um, so before I leave you, let's recap on self-love and self-compassion. Self-love and self-compassion are foundational. The relationship that we have within ourselves really is the most important relationship we have, and it forms the foundation for all other relationships. Gaining an awareness of our thoughts and creating a positive and compassionate relationship with ourselves significantly shapes our home and the experiences of home creation. Cultivating self-love and self-compassion helps understand our needs, our desires, our preferences for home, and they allow us to overcome limiting beliefs and make intentional decisions about our home. And this leads us to create homes that are aligned with who we really are and what we really want. So incorporating self-love, self-compassion, and self-care into our homemaking allows us to create homes that are really prioritize our full humanity, our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social well-being. And we dive into self-love and self-compassion further in the first foundation of home, mindset and motivation, which is part of the holistic home framework. And the first round of the Holistic Home program is starting in a couple of weeks. The doors are actually open right now. And you can enroll in the complete Holistic Home program, which includes all five foundations, or you can join for just the first foundation, which is Mindset and Motivation. It will be a six-week course with community, and you can find all the links for the details in the show notes. And you can also check out Instagram this week because I'll be uh, posting lots of things in there. And in closing, 
If you are looking to create more success, more fulfillment, more joy in your home, I would invite you to follow along on the podcast on Instagram as I unpack the mindset, motivation, and methods for creating home with a more holistic approach. And if you're struggling in any area of home, including mindset, clutter, time, energy, or decor, and you would like a little bit of help, please reach out. I would love to help. Let's connect and talk about the possibility of working together. And until next time, I am wishing you well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Common Nest Podcast and joining me on this journey of creating a happier and healthier home with a holistic approach. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me grow by leaving a five-star review and sharing this podcast with family and friends. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you are looking for more inspiration, you can also find me after the show on Instagram at The Common Nest. I'd love to connect and hear from you. And if you know you want to create a happier and healthier home with a holistic approach and you need a little help making it happen, then please reach out and let's work together. I offer coaching and a transformational program called Holistic Home, a step-by-step program that walks through the holistic home framework and helps you create a home you truly love with a holistic approach that will change your life. You can find a link in the show notes for more information about how we can work together. Remember, home starts within and you can create success, fulfillment, and joy in your home and your life. I am wishing you well, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon.